This episode is brought to you by Artudo. Go follow his Instagram at Artdoza1988. That's A R T D O Z A 1988. Spread tacos, not fear and war. Tacos are packed full of vitamins and minerals like fiber, vitamin C, calcium, and iron. And if you go to the taco trucks, guaranteed to be fresh and not have any of the crazy stuff that Monsanto wants to put in you. If you've been feeling a little down on the outs and you don't have anybody there for you, you can call me anytime. I've got a link at the show description. And you can also call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. For the U.S., it's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. There are good people out there, and people do care. I care. Arturo cares. Give the world a chance. Good, I hope. Today we have a lovely episode for you, starring special guest Holly Caroline. Then later on in the show, Letters from the Pen, with a poem written by Adrian Castillon, doing two consecutive life sentences. And then to top off the episode, we have some global news. Everybody's favorite, right? I'll try to keep things on the bright side. Thanks for listening. Listening to SAS, Starseeds Angels, Savant Centrum, with your host, the Mystic Man, and special guest, Holly. And uh, I hope I didn't I didn't pronounce it wrong. We've never uh, gone over your last name. Um, Caroline, is it? Um, that's my middle name, but I just go by Holly Caroline. Oh, yeah. I, I generally do that, too, with my middle name, you know, um... Sean Thomas and it just goes right. Yeah, I like the flow of it better. So Holly is a psychic and a tarot card reader. I love tarot reads. I, I I am an avid fan. I don't do it myself. I've never had a deck myself. Um, I would love to. It seems a, a, a little complicating. Uh, what got you into tarot? Well, uh, two or three years ago, someone actually gifted me the deck. Uh, so about two or three years ago, someone actually gifted me my first deck ever. It was the original tarot deck, like this, the first one ever made, basically. And I was kind of scared of it at first. I, I took my sweet time studying every single card in order. I think I started with the minor arcana, then went to the major arcana, and just took my time studying it. I don't know, something in it made me nervous. I, I guess I didn't realize how good I would end up getting at it, but... Uh, yeah, then I started kind of dabbling in it here and there. I have a lot of old recordings of me just kind of giving myself readings. And then, um, I started doing TikTok, not doing tarot at all, just doing kind of like the trends and the dances and all that. And then I started getting drawn to tarot talk and I was like, I want to do this. So I started making videos and once I hit 1000, I could go live and, and kind of practice giving readings. And as soon as I started doing that, I started getting a lot sharper at it and, yeah, now I'm doing it full-time, basically, so I'm really excited. 
Uh, you're, you're really blowing up, man. It's definitely well-earned. I've met a lot of tarot readers, but uh, you are one of the most fluent, I want to say, in empathy. And I've, um, I think that's one thing that's almost general with tarot readers. Uh, with all the readings that you guys do, you um, learn a lot of psychological aspects and um, connect with people on a very, very, you know, deep level. And uh, I think that that is, is, is really something in itself that... I think you really stand out in it, and that's why I had to have you on the show. I, um, you were talking about aspects I, uh, I think that a, a lot of people sometimes um, overlook, and um, you know, uh, uh, with the with the spiritual movement, and that definitely caught my ear. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me uh, let me go through the questions that I have. For you. Sure. So, what was your first childhood memory? Your favorite, I'm sorry, your favorite childhood memory? Um, my favorite, my favorite had to be, so, I used to go to camp every single summer for an entire month, and that was my favorite thing growing up. I did that from, like, age eight through, all the way through high school. It was very similar to the parent trap, like, the camp they show in the parent trap. I told my mom, I said, I want to go to a camp like that. We found one like that. And I went for a month every single summer. It was super magical. And uh, I kept going through high school because I thought I was going to be uh, able to be a counselor there. So I was doing like mini counselor, junior counselor, whatever. And unfortunately, the year I was supposed to become a counselor, the, the entire place shut down. So <laughs> that did not work out. But everything happens for a reason. But that was my favorite memory growing up was having a month away and just, I mean, phones were not even, phones and social media were starting to become a thing in that time, but it wasn't so much like it is now, obviously. So it was nice to, you know, we were forced to not, to not have any type of internet or anything like that. And it was very nice, very therapeutic. That's magical. I, um, I've, I mean, I've only, um, seen those in, in, in movies as, um, as, you knew to mention, <laughs> you know, so I, I have no clue um, what those are all about. What do you guys do there? Like, um... oh, we do everything. My favorite activity was archery. I'm really, I'm really good at archery. Um, we did horseback riding. I don't like horseback riding. It's hard in the summer when you're in Texas and it's already hot and you're having to drag yourself around in jeans and boots and just sit in the sun on a hot horse and. I didn't like that, but we did ropes course. We did, we were by the river. We did, I did, oh yeah, I did, what's it called? Synchronized swimming, like the fancy dances in the, in the river. That's so cool. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, it sounds out of place too. Um, you got like all these badass things that you got, you know, with the archery and riding horses and then um, the, the synchronized swimming. Did you wear the caps too? <laughs> no caps, no caps, but yeah, we did that. Uh, we did races. There was like a, so I went to an all girls camp and we'd have like a, a rivalry with like this all boys camp and uh, of course like when you're kind of kept from boys and you're like a teenager you're super boy crazy and these boys don't care about you you know and so it's just kind of funny uh we also had like dances with them but there's a lot of camps that are nearby and so it's just it's just an interesting time it was a really really good time i, I look back at fondly yeah i know I'm, I'm jealous we never had anything like that where i, I grew up and um they should shoot yeah every kid should go to for sure, in the summer. I'm sure it's nice for the parents also to, to know that their kids are in good hands and that they're learning independence and 
doing these activities they otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to do, you know. Is it expensive? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit expensive. It's a bit expensive. But I think there's some, like, YMCA camps that are more affordable. It, it just kind of depends on, on it. But, yeah, they're kind of on the upper end a bit, a little bit. Lucky. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, no, it's a bummer about um the becoming a counselor thing, but I I, I guess maybe um that fire is still stayed in you because you really are doing that now, you know. Yeah, yeah, it feels really good with what I'm doing. It's what I've always wanted to do. I didn't know how it's gonna be. I've always wanted to help people, and I've always been. I well, I started getting drawn to spirituality, and I just I don't know. I found a way to finally kind of do everything I want to do in one place. So it feels really good. Yeah, you're very natural at it. So, Thank you. Uh, with the um, not being able to do the counseling thing, which was probably, you know, it would have been a blast. On the opposite side of the spectrum, what was the least favorite job that you've held? Oh, least favorite job. Oh, yeah. So retail job. I had a retail job. I cannot stand doing retail. That is a nightmare, in my opinion. <laughs> that is. Yeah, I am. Um, I know. Me too. Um I was I was one of the inventory auditors. Did you guys ever have those come by your store? Um, we would do it every like I think once every quarter or something like that. And yeah, it's just a nightmare. When you don't realize how sensitive you are and you're around a bunch of people like that coming in and out, it's draining. And then standing up like for eight hours a day, that's pretty tough. You know, I, I, um, I'm surprised at a lot of, um, people and how they just, they just do it for, for years and years of their lives. And, um, I, I, I was into it. I did it for six years for, and I just, I couldn't, I was a zombie and I, I just didn't feel like I was, um, expressing my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was holding me back. It, it probably served a purpose, but yeah, it was not for me. And then another job that kind of came to mind when I saw that question was um, I used to work at a startup company. That was very exciting. I learned a lot of things. But one question I asked my coworkers, I was like, how many mental breakdowns does it take for a startup to become successful? Because <laughs> I don't know how many I've had. <laughs> it's so stressful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear that. I hear that. Um yeah, that's uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. Actually, I help uh, people start up their startups, and um, and it can be a headache sometimes, you know. And I see them sometimes really go through a lot. Um, but it's such a beautiful thing, isn't it? Like, um, it's like a baby, you know. Yeah, it's exciting because everyone. It feels like every because I joined when I was kind of like the I was part of like the core four people at the beginning. So it really felt like it was kind of like, I, I was heavily invested in it. It felt like it was kind of my baby too. Like I felt my heart was really in that place and I wanted it to do well. I thought it was going to be kind of the next Google. Like it had a lot of potential and, you know, we had some really great minds there, but, um, I don't know how it is now, but it was just taking a toll on my mental health. And so I had to kind of make a choice of money or my, men my, my mental well-being. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, you um, as an initial founder of it, I'm I'm sure you still have a lot of um, respect that you hold there, though. Um. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of joined when it was the owner and two other people were there, and so I was I joined as kind of a receptionist, but then I started taking on all these other roles. So 
I just kind of, I, I kind of happened to slip in at the right time when I, the, the basis, the base people were kind of management were there and then the company started growing a lot after I got there. And so, yeah, I don't know if they think about me too much or what, <laughs> but I think I helped that place. Hopefully I would, I would hope I did. And, uh, you can definitely yeah. hear, you have that, um, that, that corporate level, um, sound to your voice i want to say <laughs> like you know um definitely a boss definitely a boss thanks yeah i learned a lot i mean everything happens for a reason, so i feel like we we pick these jobs that kind of show us things towards the the career we really want and it all kind of will come together you know it's like oh i learned this at that job i learned these skills and like a big thing that job taught me was google it because <laughs> i would go to people and be like how do you do this what's this thing they say google it google it go google it and so i, I got I became super self-sufficient at that job because some people you know they they don't they don't try to re they don't try their best to find an answer for something like they just kind of want someone else to kind of do the thinking for them. So it, it really taught me to be super self-sufficient before I asked somebody for something. I was, um, I was thinking of that, uh, M M S T, right? Uh, oh, M S T. Yeah. Standard time or something. Right. No, that you were probably thinking like, Oh, you could just Google it. And you know what? I know I could for me, uh, you know all this tech. I, I I do love tech. I I'm I'm very much a techie, but sometimes um, you know, just a conversation. I prefer human conversation. I, I prefer talking to people. You know, and um, I don't mean to uh to bother anybody. Sometimes um, it's nice. You know. Yeah, definitely. What is your biggest pet peeve? And I I I definitely had to include that question because um. I've noticed that a lot of times in the spiritual community, there's so much pet peeves and everybody's got their, their, their little things that they really don't like. Um, I have my own. I've got probably a few, you know, um, but it's, uh, it seems to be like something very much about the, the growth in a spiritual community. So what's yours? Um, uh, my biggest pet peeve right now is energy vampires. <laughs> energy vampires so what really are energy vampires i know the like basics um you know but um not really uh, i haven't really read on it much besides what people have said in like group chats and stuff yeah so basically there are people out there that that consciously do this there's also people that are not aware that, are, that unconsciously do this it's a mixed bag but basically there are people out there that will that get it that are very very sadistic. They get a kick out of you getting flustered about out of you getting in your head about you being stressed out, and base and if you, of you giving them your energy and your thoughts and your focus. Because I don't know what how exactly it is on their end. I think they kind of get some kind of high off of it or something. Or some people are not aware of it. Some people are, but. Basically, they they will really drain you. They will really drain you, and they'll have fun doing it. And then they know that you're very strong. They go after a lot of spiritual people, people that are intellectual, spiritual, intuitive, all that. And they know that you're really strong, and so they know that you'll kind of retreat, you'll recharge, you'll come back to them because you. It's kind of hard to face the reality of some people. Um, I've had a, a big breakup call this year with a lot of people in my life, but they just kind of they they think that well, they don't know. They think that you'll come back to them like a puppy dog. 
and that they can just they can play these people play these mind games all sorts of crazy stuff and they like to wake you up they like to send you texts in the morning so first thing you you do when you wake up is you look at your phone and see some stressful message like some people do that on purpose unfortunately and they just they I've had a, a lot of times where people have played all sorts of crazy mind games on me on purpose and you gotta say goodbye to those people yeah I um okay I think I understand now yeah. It's hard, and I'm not gonna um, uh, uh, talk shit uh, about my, my, you know, the person in my situation. But um, yeah, you know, I, I think I understand what you mean now. Yeah, there's people that do it on purpose and really mess up, and then there's people that are not even aware they do it. But yeah, that's a, that's been a main thing I've noticed. A lot of readers focus on and we talk about a lot because it's funny because five years ago I made a video talking about narcissists and empaths that this is the problem and now finally a lot more people are talking about it thank goodness because it really is the basis of the problem that these narcissistic energy vampire people target empaths because we have really pure hearts you know we kind of see what we want to we in the pa in the past a lot of us have seen what we want to see I think a lot of us are getting reality checks on on these people and seeing people for who they are and it's just kind of hard because I think a lot of people have done good people dirty. I didn't believe in narcissism uh, um, a couple of years ago at all. I thought it was um, I thought it was just a, a cyclical kind of um, denial because you know how like uh, like for instance after breakups you always see both parties you know um, try to claim that the other one is the, the one that was all the bad and that they themselves were completely innocent which inherently is what a narcissist does they, they deny all all guilt and and um, and try to blame everything on the other person and I, I didn't really understand that um, it, there's actually people that it's more than that that they, they really actually um, it's like the list of uh, narcissistic tendencies they really go through the whole list and um, I didn't believe in it until I, I went through it myself and, uh, and it was hard and um, yeah I think I would be the puppy dog um, person I'd probably take the yak you know It's hard. It's it's really hard, and I, I my heart goes out to everybody that's going through that too, because I know a lot of people are. Yeah, narcissistic abuse is very tough because it will try to break you. It will try to make you, you know, lose your sense of worth, your your value. It'll make you question yourself and make you not trust yourself. It will really try to break you. But if you survive that type of abuse, that type of damage from somebody and you're just determined to heal and get better from it and make sure that you won't ever fall for those traps again, then you're definitely, you're, you're bound to come out stronger and better from it. So I think if you, sur if you survive the abuse, you can survive, you can make, make the healing work for you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard nowadays. I, I, um, I mean, a lot of my friends, they're in different parts of spiritual communities, you know, um, different groups, uh, but they all kind of seem to be parroting this, um, this ideology of um, self-love, self-love. Oh, you gotta love yourself first, right? You know, and I'm like, before what? <laughs> like, before I, I am able to be loved? Like, I don't think that's how it goes. I, I mean, in general, I, I was ranting to my friend the other day about um, 
how like the love part you know that's that's like inherent in learning like there's ways of love that that we we don't even um see you know that we don't even um we're not even natural to that it's an astrology thing actually uh our values and our perspectives are completely opposite of the uh the, the zodiac sign on the other end so when it comes to like um you know you i'm sure you've been in relationships where like you were given love but like you just didn't um at the time, uh, it was hard technology because 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 um, it was their way of loving, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you don't if you don't really fully love yourself, that you're you're attracting people that are at the same level as you, and it, it definitely is it's a opportunity for a building block. It's a stepping stone, but ultimately, like you'll kind of like get reach a point of having zero tolerance for people's crap for people like. I don't know. I did this hermit mode this past summer. And when you, when you realize, when you're able to be happy on your own and then you walk back out in the world and you realize like what a downer some people are kind of being on, on your vibe, on your life, then you're, it makes it very easy to say goodbye to those people. And if you're able to be happy alone, I think it's a big superpower. And that when you're able to be alone, you also start learning how to love yourself and how to have boundaries and, then I think you're, you're. Then I think you're fixing to to step into the relationship you're really looking for, looking for with someone that has a healthy, healthy love and like a healthy level of independence and interdependence and a little bit of codependence in a sense. You know, like a healthy level of all those things. Uh, I I, I would like to emphasize though, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there right now that, that they've never even really had much love you know given to them in life and they, they might not even know how or what it looks like to give it to themselves um the, the suicide rate is insane and, and for some reason right now it's um 70 percent are men and uh, to me that's like um that's so sad people are already dying like crazy you know that's awful yeah you know i think um i think that I mean, it's hard to, 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 to give love and, like, just be treated like crap, like people nowadays, like, generally do. Um, but it's a thing of strength, you know, and um, I, I, I think that we can be each other's, we, you know, our, 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 our flame, our um, torches, we can light um, the torches of others. And um, sometimes people put it like, oh, my, my cup, I can't fill your cup until mine is full. But, but I think it's more like a torch, like, because um, we can give love and give knowledge and we still have all our love and we still have all our knowledge, you know. But, you know, it can't hurt. And I, I definitely, definitely respect that. And I'm, I didn't believe in it before, how, um, how the narcissist, uh, I don't get it. Like, how do they, what, what do they get out of it? Like, you know, is, is there literally no empathy? Like, it makes Yeah, no there's pretty much zero empathy. They're very empty inside, and so they go after empaths who are very whole and very giving, and they, the, the narcissists, they come in all sorts of shapes, sizes, and forms. You can see someone that's, you know, a top CEO of a company. You can see someone that you know, maybe it's kind of living in poverty that could still be a narcissist. You can see someone that's maybe like, seems like a super pure goody two-shoes person, but they're actually a high level energy vampire, like all sorts of people and all sorts of sh people. That I, I've also figured out that <laughs> there's like covert black sheep. There's people that played like they were the black sheep, played that they, like they didn't fit in. 
the thing is they were there like that's that's like another level of a narcissist uh, energy vampire but but yeah, it's hard because I think a lot of us, a lot of good people have basically been around <clears throat> all these different forms of narcissists that have not, have not given us that unconditional love or nothing even close to it, really. And so I think a lot of us are starting to find that for ourselves because I think a lot of us are basically gotten determined to be happy, to have a happy life. And I think that we're uh, collectively, we're manifesting that. I'm getting a chill on my leg as I say that. So, yeah. I hear that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. A lot of what you just said, it, uh, I, I, it's definitely playing out um, astrology-wise right now. And um, I, I showed you the chart earlier. And uh, for the listeners, um, yeah, right now there's a uh, a lot of hard aspects going on. And um, we've got a uh, a, a, a grand uh, cross formation. Um, we've got. Two yacht, uh, three yachts, yeah, three yachts, which was really cool. That's right when we started the podcast right here. But uh, mm-hmm. those are rare, by the way, super rare. One is rare. So three is like, uh, like whoa, you know, th- those are um, pointing to divine, uh, divine intervention, uh, divine uh, influence, um, things like that, you know. That's amazing. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you called it, by the way. You were the one like. <laughs> Oh, that time is, it seems like that would be the good time. Oh, really? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, you know. A big synchronicity. That's a really good sign. That's really awesome. Yeah, and uh, it, it was um, it was perfect, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, so all, all of us are facing these um, these transiting issues right now. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. I think you really you really are in tune with the universe because you really uh, you really just like vocalized the uh, the energies going on right now. <laughs> so I think that we've been entering the age of Aquarius for quite some time now. I think TikTok has actually helped the age of Aquarius a lot because the thing with age of Aquarius, in my opinion, it has to do with healing through creativity. So I think a lot of people have, have set this, I'm getting chills on my legs. Yeah. A lot of people have kind of like set the path and shown on TikTok, like, like, uh, one of my favorite TikTok, I'm getting chills on my legs. I'm big time. Okay. One of my favorite accounts when I was watching before I started really getting mine was girl with green beanie. Her, I don't know if you've watched her account, but she was healing from after leaving an abusive relationship. And that's when her account blew up was because she was, she was healing through her creativity and through her channel. And so I feel like that's kind of when my channel started blooming also, because I, I was doing a lot of heavy healing and stepping into my creativity and stepping into my passions more. And so basically the page of Aquarius is this more feminine time, this being more in touch with our emotions, a lot more creativity. So I think TikTok has already done a lot of paving of that because people are addicted to their phones anyway. And so people are watching people be creative. A lot of people are also making their own videos and expressing themselves and, and kind of manifesting through, through TikTok. Such a beautiful thing. Um, I, I'm, you know, I've got a, a um, personally, like I, I've got a lot of uh, planets in Libra. <laughs> so like everything with like, you know, society and relationships and stuff like, I don't know, I, I'm, I, you know, I got the rose colored glasses and um, mm-hmm. um, the hardest thing for me is to get over um, my, 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 my desire to see things all uh, unicorn and rainbow because things are not all unicorn and rainbow but it is a, a beautiful thing when when we could see like in, in this time of struggle in this time of hardship um, people really 
connecting and I think that TikTok uh, you know not to, to like vamp up the thing like you know this is an ad or something but but TikTok it really put people together like you know especially with like things like uh, tarot reading ASMR um, yeah it's just it's cool yeah you start and it's crazy the, the tarot readings that are very specific and you see that like 25,000 other people like the video and are commenting saying it's just when you see how many people are going through the same thing it just may look different it's it's, a, it's something about the power in numbers with that and it's comforting in a, in a weird way it's comforting to know there's other people going through it but you're like I wish other people were not going through this weird thing also but definitely I, there's the uh, validation that our emotions are, are, um, are okay to feel and right to feel you know and um, it's a tough thing nowadays you know a lot of people uh, don't want to let people feel bad uh, it's crazy um, I saw a bunch of other people picking on some girl uh, she was just like expressing herself she was in you know a painful mode and um they were like just like oh you're just playing the victim and i'm like what are you talking about we nobody used to talk this kind of way like playing the victim like that's like undermining <laughs> right yeah some people are truly the victim though is the thing it's it's a shame because we've been programmed to like don't oh don't be the victim don't don't you know but the thing is there are people that are truly victims and you shouldn't be silenced and shamed for being a victim if you're really you've actually been attacked and are a true victim of of some nasty thing you know it's um i, I think that i i mean i, I want to blame um a lot of the like tv that, that programmed us there's so much people that just like really don't want to empathize or really don't want to, you know, just, like, put themselves in another person's shoes, like, damn, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It's like they want the victim to stay in this, it's, stay silent and stay in shame and kind of take on the burden of the whole situation and kind of clean up the mess that someone put on them, that they're a victim to, in my opinion. I'm not gonna lie, that, that, that one's a tough road. Uh, you know, it goes both ways. Like, I'm not talking shit about my ex at all. But see, I'm 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 in a spot right now, and I, that's why I'm really um I'm glad to be able to talk to you about this uh, specific topic because, like, I don't know how to take it because it, to me it seems a lot like I was I was like brutally played, um, like straight up like really hardcore i've never heard such beautiful things said to me before you know i've never heard somebody say such like you know positive things and, and nice things nobody's ever talked to me like that to like really you know build me up and, and what they call hoovering right and i'm like i want to believe that it's real i and i i think you know half of me is like mm -hmm. it was real you know she 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 really did love me um Man, I don't know if I'm in denial, you know, and um, that's what hurts the most is that I, I, I realize, like, well, then why did she just, like, totally... Yeah, a lot of things. I'm not trying to blame her here, you know, and I'm, I don't I'm, I don't want to dox her or nothing like that. Um, she's a good person. Um, she, she's just probably, like, she, she's got her own worries, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, I think sometimes we see people's potential who they... We kind of see their soul that's kind of buried down. We see a, a version of them that they don't choose to be most of the time. And we kind of cling on to that version that they show. But overall, like, it's it's about who they're choosing to be, you know, the other 99% of the time. And 
we have to accept the reality of, of people and who they've cho- chosen to be and know our worth and what, what we deserve and what we don't, you know? Yeah. What about, um, like, okay, like, you know, there's, there's different ways to value it. You know, like my ego is the one that's, that's, uh, that's, that's upset, you know? And so why would I value my ego over, um, over, uh, possibly like, um, spiritual values, you know? Um, um, because there's a lot of gold in being able to heal somebody else, right? Or be there for somebody else, you know? Um, I think, uh, uh Jesus put it as, um, it's better to be wronged by all than to uh, wrong even one person. And, um, I don't know if I'm just, I'm just trying to be in denial because I, uh. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've kind of thought about that quote. I think basically from what I've kind of been gathering from everyone collectively sharing their experiences on TikTok, I think that basically empaths have been targeted by, by, I don't know. It's like, I feel, I feel like these narcissists have somehow, I don't know how exactly this all played out, but it's like they kind of pick as an empath that they think, that they can project their problems on, they can project their crap onto. And basically they think that this empath will, will be their sacrificial lamb. They think that the empath will, will take on all their burdens and, and keep, keep silent. And it's not really working out the way they thought it would. But I think a lot of people are kind of, kind of uh, from what I'm seeing on TikTok, a lot of people are kind of having Jesus moments in a sense, because a lot of people have been stabbed in the back by every single person in their life, in their past life. And, it's kind of like a lot of people are having this Jesus moment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. Um, you know, you and you reminded me of a a theory that I I, I thought in the beginning of um, I want to say the beginning of this year because a lot of people were going through it and um, I mean for me uh, you're probably gonna call me a pussy about it but I like I I'm actually like I, I'm like six months past this like past going through the experience uh, experiences so it's like i should be over it i don't know why i'm still like you know but anyways a lot of other people at the same time frame have gone through the same thing and i, I saw groups popping up where thousands of people were, were commenting up you know saying the same same things and i'm like thinking to myself was this some kind of Freaking Freemason thing, or like, what, like, is, did did they all like gather up together, all these narcissists, and say like, hey, this is like the initiation or something? You're probably you're probably spot on with your theory. I'm not kidding. You're probably spot on with whatever theory you're thinking of. You're probably more spot on than you even realize. I was shown, I was shown The Simpsons and all those shows. Every single Sunday, Futurama, someone showed me those shows religiously every single week, took me to all these horror movies, all sorts of weird things. I have I have a weird, weird feeling about that person. Like, like they were yeah. trying to, like, get you one of the brainwashed, like, uh, theme or, like, damn. Yeah. I also have a theory about that, too, that basically, I think that these societies... I have a feeling that these societies, basically, they get people that are empaths, that are very sensitive, that are highly sensitive people, and they have us watch these shows because we are able to manifest things very well. And so I think a lot of people have targeted us to manifest, you know, like all the predictive programming stuff, you know, they talk about with The Simpsons, stuff like that. I think it was the product of a lot of, I don't know how many sensitive people watch being being forced to watch these shows not knowing any better when they're kids you know you just listen to your parents right and so 
there's a reason why these things have happened to a T because they they basically in my this is my theory that they they have these highly sensitive people wa- kids watch the the shows and then and then it happens. Wow. That's a very very um that's a that's a, that's not even like a theory. That is a very good thesis that said <laughs> a lot. Of, of facts backing it and i um yeah it makes the most sense actually i think yeah input can become output so they have us watch these things that i think that these societies also know they they know levels beyond what the commoner knows the common people know about how reality works and all sorts of things so they kind of use us they kind of try to st- dumb us down and use and manipulate us to kind of creating their their la la land but if we fueled their la la land uh, we energetically fuel those things. I don't think it's going to work out for them. It has to work out for us, whoever it was taken from. Yeah, right. There's the there's a natural order of things, a natural law of things. Um, I like to believe. I mean, I I don't know. You know, I I, I gotta admit, I don't know. I don't know um, how the spiritual realm works. Um, I've, I've only seen some stuff. I thought I I knew. <laughs> you know, right. Um, I do want to believe that there is a underlying justice of things. Yeah, definitely. The scales are getting balanced. I think basically a lot of people that were uh, that were people pleasers for the wrong people that were that have been taken advantage of, advantage of. A lot of us are stepping back. We're starting to see people for who they these nasty people for who they are, and we're we're not letting them use us anymore for their games. And so the scales are getting balanced. I think a lot of narcissists and energy vampires are kind of freaking out. Is what I've been kind of gathering, but it's okay because I think a lot of empaths we've been having a lot of we a lot of us have felt truly like the weight of the world on our shoulders, and that's not fair. You know, we deserve to be happy, live a, live the life of our dreams that we've worked hard for. Like being into spirituality is way more big deal than people even realize. Like if you have your spirituality, you've, you've kind of created your own heaven on earth in a sense. You're, you're very connected to source and, and people try to take that from you, but they can't do that. In my opinion, I don't think they can try, but they can't really do it fully. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I got pretty, I got, they got pretty close, you know, with me. Um, I, uh, I've been so depressed and, uh, but you know, there's always been those like, um, like it's, it's like the universe just calls to people and like brings people to you to like cheer you up in those specific moments. Um, ah, mm, uh, see the thing with that is, I noticed that too. All the time, all the time in the past, when I would get super get super emotional, it felt like these narcissists, these energy vampires, would have their little spidey sense go off, and they know I'm super emotional, and they they call. Oh, I was just thinking about you. Know something in them knows that you're emotional, and they want to soak up that up they really get off on it. But there are good people also that just are in touch with no one. There's nasty people that have a weird spidey sense of when you're emotional and they want to, they want in on that. I, I tend to believe um, that uh, demons um, swim in the realm of thoughts and, and are very connected, um, you know, legion style. And, uh, and they know, you know, they know when you're going, you know, in, in this or that. And, uh, they, they totally, totally work together to like manipulate people. And the same way that angels, um, 
you know, uh, bring people to do miracles in our lives. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah. Um, so let's uh, because I, I still have a whole bunch of questions. For you. <laughs> so in Hawaiian, um, we have this word called the amakua. It's basically like a family spirit animal. Um, I, I'm a, a firm believer in it because uh, my family, for, for generations, has always always seen our amakua. And uh, in specific times, like every time a family member dies, um, our amakua comes to us. Um, have you ever seen anything like that? What is your amakua? And um, if you don't have one in mind, which what would you choose? Um, I think lately my... My animal, my spirit animal, like that, Amakua, has been the lion. Dope. The lion. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know what? You definitely do have that roar. <laughs> yes, it, it definitely represents strength and courage. I've, I, in my videos, I've been saying for a long time since this past summer, I, I've been talking about courage is a big deal. Courage is a big deal, but the more I've kind of, I didn't realize how serious I was because. There's, it, I, I didn't realize there, there truly are people out there that have don't have any courage at all. <laughs> like there are people out there that don't have any courage, don't have an ounce of courage at all, and I didn't realize that until this year. <laughs> you know, there's different levels of that too. Like, um, I mean, somebody might might be very courageous in one thing and like very cowardly in other things. I I think fear, like being a coward, is the worst thing to be because you know people tend to be spineless in those uh, moments and they tend to uh, just do really cowardly things and say to themselves like oh well anybody else would do this in my position when it's like no <laughs> yeah I'm sure that's very fun to think but um yeah it's not entirely true and and uh the courage thing though like I, I'm not gonna lie there's things that I'm I'm to- totally a coward about you know um well, the thing is, you've been done really dirty. You've been done really dirty. But basically, if you're if you're any light workers, we have a lot of courage. We've been, we've just been basically like hunted by demons and uh, it's all sorts of crazy things. But overall, we have a lot. We have courage. We have a lot of it, and we've just been highly traumatized. And so, yeah. You gotta admit, um, hearing somebody talk who has courage, like you, and I'm I'm not just you know vamping you up. <laughs> But it's true, you know, and I, I think that anybody who hears you talk would agree that you already have that ingrained in you so much that it also encourages us to feel courageous. You know, it's a, it's um, it's very much. Uh, I don't want to say like it's some kind of like a it, like a COVID thing, but but you know, <laughs> it's contagious. You know. Um, and I think that that's a beautiful thing. If you've seen what's going on with uh, Iran and China right now, oh God, it's 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 um, it's it's crazy, but it's beautiful too. You know, it's beautiful. People are standing up, and and um, they're standing up because a, a couple people did. You know, and I think that that courage it really um, it's really what a lot of us need right now because there's so much fear right now. It's controlling, uh, you know, so much people's lives, and uh, it's needless. A lot of it's needless. Some of it's got a point, but um, yeah. there's a really powerful importance right now for people to be courageous, and uh, 
and I, I and I'm a, in a very spiritual way, I want to thank you for being that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've I've just really learned that that fear is an illusion. It really it can feel it can feel so real, but at the end of, at the, end of the day, it is it's just an illusion, and that love is the only thing that is real, and the truth is the truth, and I think that love and truth are the same thing. And those are the only things that are actually real. Fear can feel feel real, but it really is just it's these it's these mind games, really. And so, we're we're I think we're all stepping out of that because I've been so determined to start thriving. I think I finally have. And my my what I've been saying is like I think when you're when you're in, when you're ready to thrive and when you are thriving, you basically erase fear from your vocabulary because. Fear is, is necessary if you want to stay in survival mode, but if you want to start thriving, you don't you don't have fear in your vocabulary at all, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of people these days are basically determined to be happy, and when you have a bunch of people that are determined to be happy, and that in their soul and their heart knows can see what's wrong with this world, and and they're just tired of being a slave to the system, and we're when a collective is determined to be happy, that's very powerful. So I think that's what's happening on TikTok. Yeah, you know, and I never would have thought, you know, um, when TikTok first came out, I was just like, oh, that's just some weird app where, you know, uh, you know, high school people are like twerking and like doing weird stuff. And I, I, I tried to stay away from TikTok, but then like, you know, uh, friends dragged me into it and, um, you know, it's cool. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, same. I didn't get it at first. I felt like one of those old ladies. I was like, what the heck is this app? What is this TikTok thing? I didn't get it. And then COVID hit and I was kind of stuck to myself. I was like, okay, well, I used to be a cheerleader too. So I started doing the, the trending dances. Like if you scroll back, you'll see some of me doing the dances and stuff. And it just was kind of, I didn't have, I mean, my vi- some of my videos would truly like did not perform at all. <laughs> like I still have not had a truly viral video yet. I think it's going to come soon, but I have not had that moment yet. But yeah, I was doing all the trends. I didn't really have a direction for my page. And then I started getting to the tarot stuff. And th- that has been very fun. So, uh, I, Well, I think you're fire with the tarot. Like you, you got it really on point. And um, it's fun. I, I, I haven't watched all your videos, but I, 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 I do think that um, it's pretty like, I don't know. You know, I, I, I specifically haven't because I don't want to be like stalkerish, you know. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, no, I, I think you really got it. And I, you know, see, I always like, um, I always know somebody has it when they inspire me to want to learn more about it, you know, and, uh, like I, I've never had a deck before, you know, I know other friends that do tarot, but, uh, you know, I've never really like, you know, totally wanted to get into it. But now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to deck myself, you know? Yeah. I think honestly, I think every single person should have at least one tarot deck, one of what the, the major in my arcana, everyone should have one of those because it's also a way for you to start building a, like, it's kind of like a telephone, in my opinion, to between you, your angels and your guides. Like it's a way for them to, and your, and your soul too, to like communicate with you messages you need to hear. And because I think a lot of us are, are living, a lot of people are living in low frequential cities and it may be kind of hard for your angels and guides to get through to you if you're in some busy town or something like that or around a lot of dark people and you don't realize it so if you you, everyone should really get a deck in my opinion you know that's um totally speaking on me like i am definitely in like the 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 belly of the beast um silicon valley san jose like i i there's been eight murders in this apartment complex since i've been here probably more i don't even know you know oh my gosh. And, 
yeah, you know, it's like, um, it's ghetto. Um, but, you know, I don't know, you know, um, see, for me, like, I used to be an atheist, right? And then I, I, um, I totally flipped it when I, uh, when I read the Bible, because I wanted to, like, actually know what the hell I was, like, arguing against, and then I, I read it, and then I, I figured after that that, you know what, it don't really matter if it's real or not, if those things were real or not, because the story itself really, uh, it's inspired me, like, I cannot deny a lot of the things were beautiful, just beautiful. Like, you know, it's, it's, I can't deny that uh, for Jesus to go and go specifically to the, 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 the sinners and, 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 and give them love and give them forgiveness and treat them like they were human, because they are, you know, um, that's a beautiful thing. And most people don't even consider the concept. Um, and, and I, you know, I, 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 even if it was like a, a, a comic book, I still think that it's powerful. I think that that kind of thing is powerful and um, it's hard. And look what happened to him, you know, <laughs> right? We've all kind of gone through our own versions of that uh, recently, but still at the same time, um, I do think that, um, that that is very much the same courage that, that, that I, I see in you. You know, and um, that, well, at least that's what I feel um, I get inspired by. But not just you, but a lot of amazing people out there, too, that really, really are taking up uh, their, their, their self-expression of the soul in this really dark time. Yeah. But I think you have a lot of courage, too, with, with your podcast and everything that you're doing. Also. So... God, you don't even know. I used to have, I used to be like so timid because nobody would listen to my podcast and I was so sad about it. <laughs> I shared my link everywhere to all my friends and then like after a couple, you know, I look and I'm like, oh my God, I've had one, listen, not, not even joking, one listener and I was like so pissed. Oh. See, that, to me, that tells me that you're a very powerful person because that's the same thing that happened to me. So I was kind of dabbling in my TikTok during COVID. It wasn't really going anywhere. When it started going places, uh, cricket from my past, people from my past, they did not want to support it. It felt like my, my page was being shunned by people I, I used to know. It's people I used to call friends. It felt like they were shunning my page, truly. Right. <laughs> so. So, like, like, they don't even say anything, right? They may they act like it's not a big deal. They act like you're not doing a big deal. Like they 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 won't even acknowledge anything. They try to like downplay whatever you're doing. Those are not real friends. All they got is like uh, negative things to say about it. They don't really like you know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like where did all these like people come from? I, like I I thought that I had friends and <laughs> they're uh, they're really just like haters. Like exactly. And it's the people that you have genuinely been, you've been supportive of. You've been such a cheerleader for them in their endeavors. And then when it comes for you finally stepping into your your role, your purpose, your your happiness, they just they don't they shun it. They act like they act like you're not doing what you're doing. They they act like you're weird. They act. They someone even told me someone that used to be close to me. I will never forget that they told me this. They said, "I think people just don't understand you." Well, look at me now. Look at me now. You make more sense than most people. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, 
I think so. These people are nuts. These people. Yeah, it's the denial. You know, it's it's strong in people right now. I, well, I guess it's always been in a lot of people, but you know, I guess um, we're all starting to notice it now that like there's so much denial in people just to like even just you know denial against like empathizing with others. Like it's uh, yeah, truly. I, I didn't mean to keep you so long, and I'm running out of time. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Your most important mentor, and that's a very, 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 like... See, like, for me, like, I, I don't know where I would be without my mentors. Like, I, I, I cherish them. They're my best of friends, and I ignore them. I, 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 um, I, ignore, I annoy the heck out of them, like, way too much, you know? Um, but I love them, you know? Um, who have, you know has been your your favorite mentors or you know it uh, doesn't have to be just one but um you know um, if if you have uh any that that um you would love to mention um i i feel like i have not i have not had too many mentors in my like real 3d life i I'm, I'm kind of seeking a mentor right now we'll see but um i have had a number of spiritual teachers that have made a big impact on my life I was drawn to Teal Swan for a very long time. I've met her two times, two or three times, actually. Um, she's a very strong presence. She's a very strong presence. Uh, she's very smart, and she really helped me a lot with my, on my spiritual growth. And then um, the next person is Jessa Reed. Jessa Reed's amazing. Uh, she ha Her podcast is Awakening OD. It's very intense. But she has other podcasts as well, but that's her main one. So she, she's been my 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 latest spiritual teacher I've really been drawn to at, over the last year and a half or so. She's really helped help me get to the person I am for sure. Jess Jess Reed, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh if I know her. I'll check her out. Um, Teal Swan, I love. And, you know, yeah. Um, I didn't in the beginning when I first, like, started seeing the videos, but then I realized that was my own ego um, trying to, like, you know, keep me in uh, asleep. <laughs> yeah, she had, I mean, she her videos are, have a lot of jam-packed content. I think she kind of overcomplicates things a little bit because I think the, I think the truth is simple. I think the truth doesn't have to be so complicated with, you know, 12 steps of things, you know, I think that the truth in light and love is very simple, but overall, she's a very intelligent person. She's helped so many people. She's been very dedicated to her work and she's done a, a lot of amazing work. I think she just needs to take a break sometimes because I think she was kind of working nonstop for like a decade, like no days off, really, from what I understand. <laughs> and when you do that, you get burnt out and then you can get blind spots and such, so... Yeah, that's a good point. I forget to take breaks and rest myself. But you know, that's the thing about passion, right? You know, when or when you just care so much that you you can't just you know drop the ball because there's like you know you know if um you drop the ball, I don't know. Um, I I I I feel personally like that everybody you know we all have such um amazing potential. Um, I used to believe that I was, you know, not capable of anything. You know, I, I, I never tried anything. I was a loser. You know, I all I did was uh, work a retail job, right? You know, and uh, go to bars and, and, and drink and party and stuff. And, um, you know, chill with really, you know, just losers, you know. Um, they're cool.
cool people, but they're just... You know, the ego thing, where it's, like, all about the plastic stuff, you know, in life. I think, yeah, I think you just search for that belonging, you know, and sometimes sometimes you lower your standards for that sometimes. Yeah, you know, but, well, you know, um, those are the same people, right, that uh, they see you doing something that's uh, completely your passion and completely, um, you know, stepping out into into the world as, uh, you know, your own business, or your own, um, you know, channel. Uh, podcast um, music and they don't care and they, they, they act like it's nothing because they don't see themselves doing it because they never tried <laughs> you know? um, but you know I, I, I think that there's a uh, aspect right now in astrology I think it was uh, oh, shoot, I always forget it the, the name of this uh, moon I think it was a moon of Jupiter and um it it it, it uh, signifies the fire uh, sparking from within. It's part of the. Uh, it's not only part of the uh, grand square, but it's also part of the um, what's called the mystic rectangle, which is a sign of the mystic. So right now we got that mystic rectangle going on. It's a very strong one. Oh wow! A lot of mystical stuff going on, which is perfect timing with the three odds. <laughs> That's amazing. I I I believe it was uh, Neptune uh, Palace. It was called Palace P A L L A S, and um, it's like uh, I think it was Palace. Um, Yeah. Well, in any case, the the one that sparks the fire within, and it's like totally about like uh, passion. It's a it's a feminine uh, energy, and um, I think it was a feminine goddess um, too. And it's, it's really interesting that that's totally going on right now in the time when, like, I, I don't know if you felt it, but, like, you know, we just went through, like, a really, like, haze of just, like, gloom, you know? And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to see what's coming next, you know? Um, be alive to see what's coming next, you know? Yeah. I, really nothing but good stuff coming on the way, I think, like, I don't pay attention to the news or anything like that, so I think when you, I'm also a big fan of do not disturb mode on your phone, like, controlling what apps and people are able to kind of make it through is very powerful, like, the notifications you get managing that, but I think truly, like, when you kind of turn off the things that make you, like, watching the news can be quite depressing, you know, and it's a business at the end of the day, and so when you kind of manage your reality with what what you're able to control, it's very powerful really powerful definitely you know um and i i i think that's uh probably the best advice for everybody right now people should remember that the, the media is literally like people getting paid to read from a script that they didn't write <laughs> you know it's, t- it's yeah. not a teleprompt um from their sponsors um but yeah no it's uh it's it's I want to be a journalist. I do. And I think that um, we all kind of are becoming journalists now on social media, you know. Um, but, you know, there is that, like, polarity of things. And we all do face it. Uh, what's one thing that you found almost no one agrees with you in? Oh, I forgot about this question. Um, 
just in my past life, I call it my past life, like basically from like from last summer and prior, I feel like people wouldn't listen to me. I feel like they would not listen to me at all. I, I had really solid advice and they would they didn't want to take it or it would it feel like I have to kick and scream and be the the squeaky wheel to get the grease with them. But now now I found I found communities that have ears to hear and eyes to see and that appreciate what I have to say. So it's nice and people, you know, people that are actually smart, you know, hear what I have to say and I, I think I'm helping people and so it feels really good to finally be heard finally. You are and um, you've helped me a lot already. Oh, I'm really glad. Really, really glad. Ask and um, I'm going to ask this as my, my final question. Um, if you could be brutally honest with me about what you would suggest for me. To, to and I mean it like um, you know don't hold back uh, in any in any even just a intuitive way that you might feel to say to me um, what would you suggest for me for my my healing and my journey I think the key part is really like cleaning house with it's uh, what I've realized is uh, for a lot of people, it ha the big part is about the people you're letting in your life because the veil has been getting thinner. And so the people that you're interacting with, it, it affects your energy, it affects your aura. And so really, if, I mean, if you have to kind of be a lone wolf, it's probably nothing new to you, right? You know, and so I think just really being super picky and selective about who you have in your life and and, you know, asking yourself, is this person draining me or do, are they like a real cheerleader? I think we need people that are truly supportive of us and and not trying to ride your coattails and things like that. Because a lot of a lot of it's, I think I've been saying, like, I think it's a it's truly the black sheep's time to shine. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, I've had a lot of ghosts from the past. All of a sudden they didn't care when I was struggling. They didn't they didn't care at all then. But now they care that now that my stuff is starting to really do a lot better, that I'm starting to kind of step into into my role a lot more more confidently now they want to come in but they weren't there when i was going through some really crazy stuff you know so i i, I hear that and you almost made me cry because uh you know i've been um that's been a lesson that i've been trying to learn is um you know they don't just if they did if they couldn't you know be there for me when you know when i was down they don't deserve me when you know um i'm at my best right you know yeah I think when a lot of us are entering a new chapter with that, when you're entering a new chapter, it's best to shut the door on as many people uh, that are that are not doing you, that don't respect you, that don't treat you with respect. You got to shut those doors and, and just know that you have so many more amazing friendships and relationships that want to come in that will treat you with the respect that you know that you deserve. Yeah. Yes, yes, universe. <laughs> you got it. You were spot on. That was like not only exactly the stuff that I've been going through and, and ignoring, but you just reminded me that's my that's my north node. Astrology, that's soul path. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so south node is Libra. North node is Aries. You know, so like I'm supposed to be like going away from the like, you know, desiring to be friends with everybody Buddy, social butterfly <laughs> like going just be going towards the um the more you know uh, self-focused yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's funny because i feel like i've been i used to be so shy and timid and sometimes i can be that way but i feel like i've been finding this more more outgoing side of me that finally finally so it feels good to to find that i think i'm i think I'm, i've been such a hermit but i think also 
I think I'm more outgoing and more of a social butterfly, but you just like when you've, when you've been done and you've been so hurt by people, you got to be gentle with yourself on, on exiting your cocoon. So. Well, I will, um, I will be patient with myself there. And, uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Holly. Anytime, like if I could get you back, it'd be great. Cause like you've been awesome. This, this has been a really great episode. And, um, you know, I, I, I love to learn as much as I can, especially from the guests that I can have on and have these conversations, these deep conversations like this. And uh, I, I really treasure it. It's been too long since I've had anybody on my show or done an episode. And um, I appreciate it. Thank you. What a great interview with Holly Caroline. Wasn't she awesome? I saw her doing a live stream over on TikTok and I had to have her on the show. So much of what she says is on point. And maybe I had to have her on the show so you could reach her. If you feel your inner guidance guiding you, check her out on tiktok.com at abcdefg.holly. And I've also left a bunch of her links at the episode description. Holly is a gifted psychic and tarot reader. And I hope she comes back again sometime to be on the show. Up next, Letters from the Pen.
Ten years ago, Adrian Castillon lived in Visalia, California. He ran with a gang, the Norteños. He had two baby daughters. He was 21 years old when he was convicted of multiple homicide and given a double life sentence. Ten years ago. He's 31 now. He writes to us from the pen. His poem is titled Smoking with the Rain. I smoked in the doorway. Outside it rained. I had been falling for two days. The edge of the concrete upon which I stood was muddy. I watched my step as I kicked a soda can aside. Half of me was warm. The other half cold. I was half in, half out. I smoked. The night was dark as I gazed at the horizon beyond. Who was out there in that rain, I thought to myself. Unconsciously, I found myself leaning into it. I covered my cigarette's ember, protecting it as I smoked. The rain quickly hit me from head to toe. I stepped back into safety for the time being. I looked into the great darkness of the world from my safe haven and wondered how it was I had come to be here in this doorway, smoking in the rain. I jumped hurdles, overcome obstacles, and been given the greatest blessing at the end of it all. I had survived the harshest moments my journey had to offer and now I stood reminiscing on it all. I smoked. A part of me longed to be back on those streets, back in the underworld, but my life was different now. I could no longer fend for myself with little thoughts to consequences and what may lie ahead. My life had been given meaning. Now I had tiny human beings dependent on me for food, shelter, love, and nurturing. I knew then I must shut the door on those streets. But I stayed. Smoking in that doorway. When the cigarette went out, I lingered. The air was fresh outside, something beckoned me, and then my baby cried from inside. It was time to go. I left the night pleading for my return. A cigarette smoldered in the ash can. I shut the door slowly, taking one last look at the world beyond. The rain had stopped as if to tell me it would be okay. But I knew better. As I pulled the door shut, a gust of wind slammed it in anger, and I knew I had narrowly escaped. I heard the ash can topple with the wind and wondered if it would be close. When I inevitably returned to smoke. At the age of 21, Adrian was convicted of multiple homicide. He's 31 today. I believe he believes in the law. He believes in justice. He has a different understanding than he had then. And he's a different person entirely. Once upon a time, when he was 14 years old, he saved my life. At a young age, Adrian was given up to the system to be in foster care. He was adopted into a family, a strict family. But when they became physical with him, physically abusive, he ran away. And the streets were not kind to him at such a young age. 
God bless the family of those murdered, and God bless Adrian. Sometimes the world can be cruel. People can be wicked. People can be corrupt. People hurt others. Let's not use the fact that we've been hurt as an excuse to cause more suffering in the world. I know life is hard. I know sometimes it feels like we're alone. There are those forces out there that wish us to do evil upon one another. They might set things up from the etheric realm to get you to feel justified in doing harm towards another. Please, have patience, be strong, and have faith. I know it can be hard to hear. It can be hard for me to even say, sometimes. Adrian has spent a third of his life so far in the penitentiary. He will probably, most likely, spend his entire life, the rest of his entire life, locked up. What he did was wrong. Let's not forget how easy it is for us to fall. As human beings, we need one another. It really does take a village to raise a child. Because each of us, each of us do belong to one another. We are our brother's keepers. I'm going to play one clip of something, an important event that had occurred recently, but I will say my farewell right now. Uumau kea ukaaina ikapono, O humanity. Thanks for listening. In 2015, a commentary by Richard Horton, editor-in-chief of The Lancet, suggested that possibly half of the published medical literature may simply be untrue. He wrote that science has taken a turn towards darkness and asked who is going to take the first step to clean up the system. Well, Madam Deputy Speaker, that first step could start this evening with, with this debate. It starts here, and the vaccine minister and the government ensuring, in the first instance, that there needs to be an immediate and complete suspension of any more COVID vaccines and their use of mRNA technology. Madam Deputy Speaker, silence on this issue is, is more contagious than the virus itself. Um, and I'd also, now, so should courage be. And I would implore all the scientists, the medics, the nurses, and those in the media who, uh, who know the truth about the harm these vaccines are causing to our people to speak out. Madam Deputy Speaker, we've already sacrificed, in my view, far too many of our citizens on the altar of ignorance and unfettered corporate greed. Uh, last week, the MHRA authorised these experimental vaccines for use on children as young as six months. A report, which I've already quoted in a Westminster Hall debate some weeks ago by the Journal of American Medical Associations, studying the effects of the COVID-19 mRNA vaccination on children under five years of age showed that one in 200 had an adverse event which resulted in hospitalisation and had symptoms that lasted longer than 90 days. As the data clearly shows, to anyone who wants to look at it, the mRNA vaccines, they're not safe, they're not effective and they're not necessary. I implore the government to halt their use immediately and as I've demonstrated, and the data clearly shows, the government's current policy on the mRNA vaccines is on the wrong side of medical ethics, it's on the wrong side of scientific data, and ultimately 
Madam Deputy Speaker, it will be on the wrong side of history.